Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've got some help with the toughest lineup decisions for week five, next on Fantasy Football Today in Five. Welcome to FFT in Five. I'm Chris Towers here to give some start and sit calls for the toughest players to gauge for week five of the NFL season. But first, let's talk about that Thursday night football game between the Broncos and Colts, I guess, if we have to. Uh, that was a game. That was a bad game. One of the worst games I can remember in terms of offensive performance. Um, gosh, yeah. Okay, so winners from that game, anybody who didn't have to watch it. Uh, and, and, and in all honesty, like there really wasn't anything good about this one. Alec Pierce uh, showed some nice things, eight catches for 81 yards on nine targets, did some really nice stuff on some contested balls, some poorly thrown balls by Matt Ryan. But the problem was pretty much every pass thrown by Matt Ryan was poorly thrown in this one. And it's hard to get excited about the number two offense in a or a number two wide receiver in an offense quarterbacked by Matt Ryan right now. Um, I, I think Alec Pierce is a pretty talented player, but the quality of the throws tonight, he, he had to make some pretty impressive throws just to get to, you know, 10 yards per catch. So I don't think there's much upside there. And then, you know, the losers, I, I think, you know, gotta be Russell Wilson at this point. I don't know what it's going to take for him to figure things out in this offense. I don't know how much of this offense's struggles are, Russell Wilson's fault versus Nathaniel Hackett's fault versus something else. You know, we used to say, let Russ cook. And maybe the the Seahawks were protecting him from himself and keeping him from getting burnt in the kitchen because it's been a uh, pretty miserable experience so far. Red zone woes continued. He had at least, I, he, I know he had at least one end zone interception. It might have been two. They just can't close out drives. They scored nine points in 66 minutes of action in this one. It's it's bad things all around. Melvin Gordon looked okay. Mike Boone looked faster at the very least, but Gordon did get 15 carries to seven for Boone. Uh, both of them had three targets, 47, 49 yards for Gordon and Boone. It's a split backfield in a bad offense right now, so I don't know how you excited you can be about either of them. I think Boone is absolutely worth rostering with the way he looked, 10 t- touches in this one, but... Gordon's the clear number one back there, and I think that's going to continue. So Thursday Night Football, hooray. And now let's go to some of the toughest lineup dilemmas. Uh, Took some of the the guys that I'm talking about in my Friday morning preview for the FFT newsletter. Make sure you subscribe to cbssports.com slash newsletters to get that. But I go through each game and talk about the all the injuries you need to know about and the toughest lineup dilemma for each one. And we'll start off with Brian Robinson, who... Looks like he could make his return. He's been cleared to practice. It's not 100% that he's going to return this week, but I think even if he does, you probably want to sit him. It's possible that Brian Robinson, running back for the Commanders, eventually becomes the lead back and turns out to be a pretty good uh, fantasy option, but 
Right now, I'm expecting Antonio Gibson to continue to have a role in the early downs with Janie McKissick handling most of the passing situations, which means Brian Robinson is just not going to have a big role early on. And that's not surprising. It shouldn't be discouraging if he doesn't have a big role. He's someone worth stashing, but not starting. Let's move on to Kyle Pitts. And this is a decision that I think a lot of people are going to struggle with, with the way he's played. He's maxed out at 25 yards in three of his four games. And the one other game, you know, he had like 80 something yards. It wasn't a massive game. It wasn't like a, you know, TJ Hawkinson in week four kind of performance. This is one that the decision might be made for you because he hasn't practiced so far with the uh, hamstring injury on Wednesday or Thursday. If he does play, look, I'm, I'm probably going to start, uh, Kyle Pitts. I, I'm, unless I've got Zach Ertz or Tyler Higby, those are kind of the only guys who are, who were widely available at one point that I might start over him or I would start both of them over him. Probably not Gerald Everett, although that one's kind of close, which tells you how much my expectations for Kyle Pitts have changed. But I still think like Gerald Everett probably doesn't have 180 yard upside. Kyle Pitts does, you know, that's, that's the the thing that makes it hard to go away from him, even in that offense. And uh, we'll go on to the jets wide receivers. We did see Zach Wilson return last week and, you know, Corey Davis was his favorite target, but Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Corey Davis all had between four and six targets in this game. Zach Wilson still didn't look pretty good. So I think this is a situation where you probably want to bench all three of Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Garrett Wilson. Uh, it's not necessarily a must bench for all three. Garrett Wilson is like a 30 number wide receiver 32 for me. The other two guys are in like the 40 range. So, you know, in your deeper leagues, they're worth using, but. I'm going to wait. I, I think I want to have all of them on my roster, preferably not all on one roster, but you know, my various rosters and see if Zach Wilson can take a step forward. He was a little better in the second half, but still looked pretty shaky overall. So that's a situation where until we have some clarity on the depth chart for the jets, until we have some clarity on the hierarchy and until we have some clarity on whether Zach Wilson can be better than he has been, I'm just going to avoid that one. That's going to do it for fantasy football today in five. We'll see you next time.